The king of Persia, they had kings back then, he was looking for a queen. Because the queen that he had just had, he got mad at her and banished her. So he's looking for a new queen. And so he held uh, like a beauty contest, right? So he said, I want, it's like kind of like Cinderella in a way, you know, where the prince was looking for a, and then he had a ball, remember? All right, so it's kind of the same thing. So the king had a ball, and he wanted all the most beautiful women uh, to come because he was trying to find a, a queen. And so Mordecai brought, told Esther, all right, you're going to be part of this. And so she got dressed up and went down there. And, uh, but to her surprise, the king chose her to be the queen. And, but at this point, Mordecai told her not to tell anyone that she was Jewish. Because this is going to play an important part later on in the story. Alright, so Esther was a young girl, probably around their age right here. These girls right here. So she was probably around 14 to 20. And in those days, women didn't have any rights. We know that um, even in this country, women didn't really have a whole lot of rights until probably, what, the 60s? <laughs> you know, the 50s and 60s. And this was like, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Even the queen didn't have any rights. She was also a Jewish girl. And the reason why she was adopted by her cousin is because her, her parents had died. And so for this young girl, everything seemed against her right now. Her parents had died. She was Jewish, living in a foreign land. Um, you know, she was young, and she was a woman. But God had greater plans for her than she could ever imagine. All right, so now you've got to listen to the story, because it's all going to fit together. So the king at this time, um, you know, he found his wife, so he's trying to get his men in order, so he, he promotes this guy named Haman, and he's the most powerful official in the empire. Well, this didn't turn out to be such a great idea because Haman started making everyone bow down to him. Well, Mordecai, Esther's cousin that adopted her, was a Jewish man, and he loved God, and he refused to bow down to anyone but God. So this made Haman really, really mad. And so Haman was evil, right? And so he decided that he was going to get back at Mordecai for not bowing down to him. So he decided to kill him. But not only him... But he wanted to kill his entire family, but not just his entire family, like Esther or whatever. He wanted to kill the entire Jewish nation. Kind of sounds like somebody we know in history. Well, he, um, he devised a plan, a trick, to get the king to agree with this outrageous plan, and it worked. So now the queen's life was in danger. But remember, no one knew she was Jewish at this time. So the king didn't even know that she was Jewish. Well, uh, Mordecai found out about the evil plan. And of course, he was upset. And he told Esther what was going on. Now at this point, Esther's faith is about to be tested. And this is, this is the turning point, And this is what we really need to pay attention to. This is the reason why Esther became the queen of Persia. Because God had chosen her to save the Jewish nation. And remember, we talked about women didn't have power. This girl really didn't have a lot going for her, or she didn't think she did. But God is going to use her to save the Jewish nation. 
And she has a choice to make right now. At this, this is a pivotal moment in the life and the nation, right, of her people. So in Esther chapter 4, <clears throat> chapter 4, verse 15 to 17, um, Mordecai had told Esther what had happened. And then, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. She says, go and gather all the Jews of Susa and do a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything that Esther had ordered him to do. All right, so we're talking about becoming the best you or being the best um, you were made for more and thriving. So for this to happen, we have to overcome some things, right? So one of those things is fear. We have to overcome our fears if God's going to be able to use us. <clears throat> for example, when I was younger, when I was their age, and I was in high school, if we had a project to do in front of the class, I was not about to be... A, I would do the work if we had a group project. I will, do the, I will be the brains. You guys can present it. <laughs> I don't care. I'll do all the work. I am not getting in front of the class talking, right? Because I had a fear. I didn't want to be in front of the class. But in order for God to use me to do what he wants me to do, and now I have to talk in front of people. I have to talk in front of people all the time. I have to go on the news sometimes, which I really don't like doing, um, especially uh, live TV. I hate when, you know, because I'm just like, oh my gosh, what if I say something crazy? What if I forget what I'm going to say? But sometimes you have to overcome your fear in order to do what God wants you to do, to be the best you. So Esther does something so radical that she could have died for it. All right? She, I don't know if I could have even done what she had done. She had to go to approach the throne of the king and so she did it without being requested, and that was against the law. That was, she could be put, doesn't matter if she's the queen. If you go into the presence of the king without him calling you, that is immediate death right there. But Esther knew that God was on her side. She knew that she had to do this, and she said, I'm even willing to die for my people by doing this. So... She overcame that fear, and she went. <clears throat> she went to the king, and guess what? The king was in a good mood, and he's like, come on in, what would you like? Come on in, Queen Esther. What? Uh, she approached the king, and, and he wasn't angry at all. And In fact, he asked her, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want. Just tell me what you want. Why are you here? Speak freely. And um, Which... Obviously, it wasn't a customary thing, but God had given her special favor to the king. Now, if you think that you can't do something because you're afraid that someone's going to say no, you're afraid that no one's going to be there, you're afraid that it's not going to happen, and all that kind of stuff, if you never take that step, then you never know, and it's never going to happen. So Esther got over her fears did what the Lord had told her to do, and God worked it out for her. God can change our situation sometimes. God can change the heart of men. And we see this happening in the Bible over and over again. You know, so this is one lesson that we need to take. So God, he worked it out. The king was okay. 
In fact, the king adored her, and, he, and her request was if they could have a dinner, like a banquet, and invite Haman. Remember who he was? He was the bad guy. He was the one that plotted to kill all the Jewish people. So, Esther had a plot of her own. God had given her an idea. So at dinner, they met, and she revealed to the king, because he asked her then at the dinner, what, what is it? Um, what, what would you like? Because she said she would ask him later at dinner. She wanted to have dinner, and then she'd ask him the request. And she told him in front of Haman, there has been an evil plot against my people. They're going to kill my people, and I'm going to be killed too. And he goes, who's going to kill you? Who's going to do this? He was mad, because guess what? He loved Esther, and he had special favor on her because of God. And when she revealed that man right there, Haman, is the one, then the king got really angry. And so <clears throat> she exposed him. The king discovered that Haman was the mastermind of this plot. And guess what the king did to Haman? He had him executed. Yes, that is correct. So in Esther chapter 9, it says, So on March the 7th, the two decrees of the king were put into effect. So the king had decreed, because he was tricked by Haman, okay, he had decreed that the, all the Jewish people were going to be killed, right? He said he was going to send them all out and uh, everyone was going to be killed. But now that he found out what was really going on and that his beloved was a Jewish woman, he decided to send a new decree. On that day, the enemies of the Jews, the Jewish people had hoped to overpower them. But quite the opposite happened. It was the Jews who overpowered their enemies. The Jews gathered in their cities throughout the king's provinces and attacked anyone who tried to harm them. But no one could make a stand against them, for everyone was afraid of them. All the nobles of the provinces, the highest officials, the governors, and the royal officials helped the Jews because they were afraid of Mordecai. Because Mordecai which is Esther's cousin that adopted her, he had been promoted in the king's palace, and his fame spread throughout the provinces, and he became more and more powerful. So you see how God worked that out? And you can read the whole story. There's more to the story and ins and outs, and you can see God working through, through this whole story. But you see how her faith how in God and Mordecai's faith in God and their... And their the, the way that they overcame their fears and they followed God, how God saved not only them, but the whole Jewish nation. And in fact, he was on their side as, the people, as they were um, you know, going to be attacked. People were afraid because God worked it out in such a way that they wouldn't, get, they wouldn't be any harm. Sometimes God is going to use you in the strangest ways. Wouldn't that be a strange thing that would happen? That's a kind of a strange story. Like that, you wouldn't think that would happen. But sometimes God's going to do that for you. So you need to be prepared for anything. And that's why it's important to build your faith in God and let go of your fears that, you're, that are holding you back. Because God's going to call you right where you are. Did Esther have special training? No. Did she know even, she didn't even know how to be a queen. She was a Jewish girl, you know, and she grew up totally different in a different area. She didn't know. She, and she was a woman, and there, everything was against her. But God called her just where she was, just like Jesus' mother Mary. 
She was a young Jewish girl, had nothing going for her, but God used her in an extraordinary way. So God's going to call you right where you are. And what, what really, what, what it comes down to was faithfulness and obedience. And, and the same thing we see over and over again. If you're faithful and you obey what God says, then he's going to work it out. You don't have to be rich and famous to make a difference in this world. You don't have to be a certain height or weight or race or ethnicity. You just have to be who God created you to be. So that's the question. Who did God create you to be? If you don't know, then just start asking. God, who did you create me to be? What, would you, what do you want for me? How can I be used by you to help other people? You never know what kind of impact God is going to, you know, use you. Like, you don't know what kind of impact you're going to make on another person's life. And you may be sitting there thinking, I'm in a terrible situation and I can't help anybody. Or I'm too young, or I'm too old, or I'm too whatever, you know, it is. But God will use you right where you are with the gifts and talents and the personality that he has given you. I was watching this documentary, and there's this guy, and he's got an IQ that's like more than Albert Einstein, right? So this guy's a genius. And so, but the problem with him, but the problem was, is that he was, think, he was saying that, because he's very, 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 very smart logically, all right? So in his mind, logically, he's saying, well, we should, you know, um, genetically enhance humans and we should all make them all very smart, and we should get rid of anything, like any diseases and any disabilities and any learning things, and, and we should all just be superhumans and all this. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, well, maybe in his logical mind, he thinks that that would make everything good. But, and what I thought about was, we won't be unique. What about our uniqueness? Or what about compassion? How are we going to learn compassion, Right? What about, the, what about people with disabilities and people are fighting for their rights and that's their passion and that's their goal in life is to help? What, what would happen to all that? We wouldn't have any of that. We wouldn't learn how to love one another. We'd be, too, we'd be thinking too logically and, you know, doing math all day or something. I don't know. <laughs> Seems really fun, doesn't it? You know, so God makes us all unique for a purpose. God makes us all go through different situations for our own benefit and our own learning and to help others. You know, how, how would we know what it's like to help others if we haven't been through that situation ourselves? You know, sometimes you go through something hard and then when you get out of it and you see somebody that's going through the same thing, aren't you, don't you feel like you want to go help that person? Say, hey, I've been in your shoes, but guess what? I got out of that situation, so here, let me give you some advice, right? So we all are made uh, for a unique purpose, and we shouldn't all strive to be like one robot, right? We should strive to be who God created us to be. I'm not talented in the area of arts and crafts, okay? <laughs> like, that is not my talent. I can't, you know, I can paint by number. It won't always be in the lines, you know. I can't draw. I, I'm not creative. I don't see these kind of, I don't do this kind of, 
You know, if it was mine, I'd probably just have a Bible, and that's probably it, because I don't know how to decorate. But other people have that great gift and talent, and they share it with the world, and it inspires people, and it changes lives. But, that, but that's okay that I don't want to strive to be, because that's not who God created me to be. You know, music, I can play the violin. I love music. That's my thing. I can teach kids to play. I can help with that. But, you know, um, and God, so God has given each of us different gifts and talents to share with one another. To be the best you or to be who God created you to be, you need to find those things. So you can make a difference in this world. God loves you and God created you the way he wanted to. We have to discover, which is awesome because that's our journey in life is discovering who we are, right? And, and discovering our passions and standing up for, for those who are oppressed. And that's what Jesus did, right? Follow Jesus. Do you think Esther ever imagined that she would be a person that can make a difference and save the lives of hundreds and thousands of people? I doubt it. She never thought, I'm sure she never imagined that she would be part of something like that. And if you look throughout the Bible, the people that God uses, they never imagined that they would be in those situations either. So just let God use you where you are. Be who God created you to be. Love one another. Find your passions. And, and go out into the world because you are also called by God. We are all called to do something in God's um, kingdom for his people. All of us are. The only limits that you have are the limits that you put on yourself. I'm going to say that again. The only limits that you have are the ones that you put on yourself. When you doubt, when you have fears, when you are scared, when you give up, those are the limits that you set on yourself. Let God be the one to give you your limits because you won't have any. Because with God, you can do anything. All he requires is one thing. Faith. You think that, you know, it seems easy, but it's not always easy. But faith is what we have to have. Salvation is not earned. You know, you don't... Salvation, you know, from, from God and, and being in his grace is not dependent on the things that you do. It's dependent on the faith that you have in your heart. So growing in faith, maturing as a Christian, helping other people along, and that's, that's, that's what God has called us to do. So this morning, as we close, um, I want you to think about what God is calling you to do. And I want you to think about what, what is holding you back, what you think your limits are, and asking God to lift that and help you to see, you know, the road ahead of you. And you see your journey, no matter where you are in life right now, you know, and start asking God to help you and show you the way, because He will. And don't be afraid to follow those paths. 
So um, Captain Jennifer is going to play some music, and so you could pray. We, the altars will be open, or you can pray at your seat. But I want you to think and reflect upon what is God telling you today. I don't want you to leave because then without thinking about it, at least thinking about what this means to your life and what God is uh, leading you to do. So the music's going to play and we're going to have time to contemplate.
Heavenly Father, we come before you and we love you more. More than anything because you love us that way and you have a plan for us. A plan for more than we can imagine even. We were made for more to, to do more, to be more. We were made to be unique and to serve you, Lord, as you will. Help us, Lord, to listen to that and to follow your calling. Be with us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.